Hello, my name is Jay. Hi, and I'm Harriet Tuttle. And yes, I am once again asking for you to send me your money. You can send me a Venmo tip at Tip Harriet. And you are listening to Wait, Take Me Off Speaker. Thanks so much for coming back. And if you're new here, thanks for listening. Harriet. What? We're starting off angry. But it's Black History Month, the first day. And I'm angry because it's the shortest month out of all the years. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where the big hell that bitch live at? <laughs> it's, it's been a rough morning. Yeah. Well, it is it is Black History Month, first day of Black History, History Month. We got a couple of drops today that are exciting to talk about. Uh, first, Wakanda Forever is officially now on uh, Disney Plus, which I saw that this Merting. What more do you want from me? You've taken my son. Like, You've God. taken my husband. And now my daughter. <laughs> AI generated voices doing uh, Wakanda Forever. And of course, we cannot go throughout this podcast without mentioning tour dates have officially been announced for the Renaissance. Tour. Is the name of the tour Club Renaissance or no? No, I think that's a separate pop-up she's doing. Okay. She's a branding. She's not going to use the same name. Okay, Diva. <laughs> y'all are losing y'all's minds this morning. I mean, we're just getting ready. I know, know, but it was just so funny seeing like a fresh crop of new bitches versus like us old haggard, haggard hoes over here. I'm just like, the dates are announced. The Ticketmaster link didn't even get dropped yet, so chill out. Well, girlies need to get verified and be prepared, so we're just making sure they, we all know. Did they state anything when the tickets were actually going on sale? Yes. When is that? So if you're... uh uh, Beehive verified they go on sale the 6th of February of February. Oh shit. If you are fan verified through Ticketmaster, they go on sale the 11th. Oh, and then there's also a city bank verification, but I don't know that one because I'm not, a you city don't bank know that. Hell? <laughs> Me don't know her. So if your coins are not in order, get them in order by next week. Well, that's uh, my heart. And for the girlies that are not uh, members of the Beehive, uh, it looks like the ability to become one has been momentarily shut down or the page isn't working or something. Because I was like, oh, Beehive members get earlier access to tickets than the other verifications do. So I was like, let me go ahead and sign up for this. Mm -hmm. Girl... That submit button is turned all the way off. See, some of us have just, when you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's right, you haggard bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which she's done that before. Yeah, I mean, like this with, is my uh, first Beyonce concert, so mm, hopefully. Look at, her. Look, at her. look at her. I mean. Look at her. Look at me. Are you excited? Uh, I'm excited to hopefully get these tickets. Like, the money is there. I already requested the dates off. Like, I'm ready to go, but who fucking knows what's going to happen with, you know, what's I'm happening she's, with all these other shits. I'm just glad she is not in New Jersey. Because On the Run Tour 2 was in New Jersey at the, at the, I don't know what stadium it was, but that was just, like, torture getting home. 
Maybe. What? Where do you think this t- concert is? It's in New York. It's at MetLife. Where's MetLife? Oh, shit. I was thinking the Mets. You sure were. Fuck. It is in New Jersey. She hates us. <laughs> she hates us. Well, okay, so for you New York people, y'all going to have to figure out ways to get home because the train system to get back, like, the concert got out around, it also was delayed because of rain, but I didn't get home till four in the morning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, what I'm going to try and do is, depending on the bitches that are going, we can rent a car. It's fine. Someone's got to be the DD. Mm. Yeah, there it is. Oh, actually, no, I know a couple people that don't drink. (laughs) Do they like Beyonce? Yeah. Are they going to? Be fun to go with at the concert. Like you gotta. This isn't. This isn't for no bitch. That's like I like a couple of her songs because mm-hmm. we get tired of y'all. Because y'all be sitting down. <laughs> I made that. Let I people made, enjoy how they want to enjoy, girl. Roll the tapes. Roll the tapes. We I know said what you said. <laughs> don't be coming over here just going just because you want to be a part of the moment, but you don't want to be part of the movement. Girl, let these queens move live. your body. We're gonna be dancing. It's gonna be standing. It's gonna be. Do not wear heels. Okay, but what about the people that are watching on YouTube? Wanting to go and enjoy. Watching on YouTube. But don't can't move like that. Then move. Enjoy yourself. We're not telling you to be I mean, to get in formation. You're literally telling bitches to get formation. I'm saying you better move, you better dance. When she says scream, you scream. What if listen, we have friends that are of a certain age and the body don't move the way the body used to move. Baby better What about them? Uh, stretch. Wow. <laughs> she said this concert is for the young and nimble. All right. <laughs> I didn't say young. I just said nimble. <laughs> no, but I think I think that um we'll be able to find someone that is down to drive and DD and do all that. Because, I mean, I took the entire day off regardless, and I took the next day off. What's so. the, what day is it? It's on the 29th, but like, it's, what's the it's day? It's on a Saturday. Oh, okay. Wait, let me double check that. I want to say the 29th is a Saturday. It's either Saturday or Sunday. Well. I mean, I took the 29th and the 30th off regardless, so. Just in case? Yeah. Well, no, because I want a day to recover and just remember. It is a Saturday. It sure is. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see whatever her merch is going to be. Because her merch is, if merch is really good, like last time I was there, I, I was like trying not to spend $1,000. Yeah, but you're also like super mega. I need all the things, fan. But like, she <laughs> gives good merch. Like, I am a fan, but she just like does really good. Like, like she brought back the giant tour books that used to get like for the Janet Jackson concert that mm-hmm. has like all the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And the T-shirts, the band, like it's smart tour merch. It's not like the same things that she used to get with like any other show. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, also prepare for your ticket and also prepare for wanting to buy everything at the merch booth. Yeah, I just need something that's really unique. Like, something that you can't get anywhere else. It's super unique. But I just need one thing. Because sometimes the entire library. different locations have different merch. Sure. So you might, like, it's going to be unique to just that show. And then she's not doing that merch anymore. Uh, What I think is really exciting and which could be really interesting for that particular show is that that show is also the one-year anniversary of the album dropping. Mm. So maybe there could be something cute that's going to happen in there. I would expect features. Like, she usually brings up, like... I remember for the Formation World Tour, the last show, she brought out, like, 
Serena Williams came out like during I'm Not Sorry. Um, Jay Z came. Well, Jay Z usually pops out for a couple of shit. But I think like the weekend came. So like whoever's usually featured on the album usually mm-hmm. is showing up at some part of the tour. Mm-hmm. But you just you never know. You never know which one. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. As, as long as the tickets go better than the Taylor Swift shit and the Madonna shit, because apparently both of those have been an issue. I'm but... gonna tell you now where you want to sit. No, I, I'm not doing that. I'm going to tell you off camera. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been getting this conversation from a couple of other stands uh, over the past couple of days. So Y'all should I'm definitely get floor seats. Floor seats are where it's at. Okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. you said you were going to tell me off camera, but here we are. I know. I wanted to just bless the children. <laughs> y'all, I guess y'all deserve it. Harriet says you deserve it. You're welcome. From this haggard bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How your knees doing? You got your knees in order? Oh, no, you didn't. Hey, you called yourself a haggard bitch. Excuse me. My knees are quite fine. Okay. All right. They work it out every Friday. <laughs> all right, baby. <laughs> Jeez, this is going to be a violent episode. <laughs> this is about to be a violent episode. You know, you just it's it's been a morning. You know, I'm very excited. You know what, what kind of pissed me off this morning, actually, is because in all my excitement of posting about, oh, I think we're getting tour dates yesterday and then seeing the stuff come out today and just trying to inform people, I've got like a couple messages from people just completely not trying to deflate it, but like doing it anyways. One person's comment as soon as I put it up was like, I hate New Jersey. I'm like, okay. I mean, it's true. Like, I get that. But like, at the height of my excitement, like, relax. Like, give me the moment to like have the joy. I get that. But that person also went to On the Run (laughs) and also got home at five in the morning. No, I got to Penn Station at four in the morning and still had to get home. Hmm. At that point, it would have been an Uber. Like, okay. It well, was. then you just, I was well, say, you just that, spent all your money on her. On her actually, at that table. point, I was like, baby, we getting on that train. <laughs> 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 we is getting on that. I wish she would go back to Met, Met, the Met Stadium. That mm-hmm. was perfect. I mean, the seven train is already a struggle, but. Yeah. Well, not for me, but. I should be in a story of like, that would have been great. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there's like another person that's like, just kind of snickering at like, oh, I hope you have all your credit cards ready. And I'm just like, girl, I've been saving money since the album dropped. I'm Mama, ready for we this. doing Klarna over here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you going to get your money, I promise. Uh, but no, he was just like, I don't understand. Basically gave off this uh, this vibe of, I don't understand what's the big deal about going to a concert and like it seeming like a waste of money. And I'm just like, all right, girl, like, I get that maybe you haven't gone to the concert that has changed your life. Or, like, some people spend money on trips. Other people spend money on things. This is, like, me spending money on what is going to be not just amazing entertainment, but it's going to be an amazing moment, an amazing memory that I'm going to be able to keep. Right? Like, this is one of the best entertainers of all time performing an album that was specifically made for queer people of color yes i'm willing to spend money on that like there's no need for you to jump in and give your two cents as a white man baby i'm a 
I'm just saying. Especially not during Black Baby, History miss Month. it. That's less people. I have to wait in line to get a ticket for it. That is one less stiff motherfucker that's going to be sitting there sitting. Stay your ass at home. If you don't want to get blessed, don't get don't blessed. Don't get blessed. And that's the that on that. We see you pray to Satan. Go on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, girl. Anywho, I'm excited. I'm hoping to to score tickets for me and Alan. I don't know how many tickets you can buy, though. Like, how many can one person buy? Because I'm sure there's going to be limits. Mm-hmm. Add me to that list. Thank you very much. If they can do three? You can do three. Okay. Then yeah. If I can do three, I'll do three. But don't have like multiple people shit out here trying to get tickets for you. Well, that's what you don't actually because yeah, then I might have a third. That's ticket. what you have to do. What's oh, that? baby, that third ticket's gonna sell. Oh, I don't. That's true. Yeah, I did that for Formation World Tour. It's mm-hmm. like, are y'all getting tickets? Okay, you're getting like all of us just bought, tried to get tickets, and whoever got it, and mm-hmm. like we would. I think we three of us all got like four tickets, and then we said who had the better seats, and then we sold the rest of them. And I think we made like I was being a Christian. Okay. <laughs> I only made a $50 profit on mine. <laughs> I said, that's my, that's my merch money right there. So that, was it though? Was it your merch money? I mean, it was half of it. It was like a, a third of the, the merch money I spent, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to resell these and hopefully somebody can get these tickets. All that's right. not a scalper or whatever they call it these days. What is the bots? Bots is really what it is. Uh, what is the, um, Minimum amount of money you think one should have prepared for a decent seat? If you are, well, I don't know now. Recession is, it's it's kind of wild. Mm -hmm. I'll say when we had the seats that I prefer, I think we were somewhere between two and 500. That's not bad at all. Yeah, it's not bad. If you can get like the actual sale, not like having to buy it. Yeah. From some, just some demon, but like <laughs> some demon own. holding all of the tickets, like <laughs> seriously. So yeah, so I think it was around that amount we paid. I okay. can't remember exactly. So I would say like at this point, like I think it's probably gonna be closer to the five hundred. Okay, I can do that. I have that set aside. All right, yeah. here we go. I can't wait to see what she pulls up. What she pulls up with, because I still can't get over that giant cube, and like just to witness the cube. I don't know if you've seen people have like, did you ever see the formation? Have you seen any clips from it? She's going in a virgin. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, you're, so you're not going to look up anything? No. Oh, wow. I'm going in a virgin. Well, not really because I saw the Dubai videos, but I mean, like I've oh, seen like that's old be videos of other stuff. That's going like, to be scrapped. Well, yeah, I'm not expecting to see that. All that is gonna, not going to be. That was specifically for that show. Yeah. For the formation tour, she had like, I want to say it is a 50-foot cube. Mm-hmm. That was all LED lights that rotated. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And so it would rotate, and then like the visuals that were on it were almost 3D like, and like the set was built into the cube. Mm. So there would be these things where she would just like a 50 foot Beyonce would put down a siren alarm, and then you just seeing these giant siren. It was it was incredible. <laughs> It was, in, and then like, and then like the bitch would start rotating and open, and there would be people doing like ring, um, ring acrobatics. I don't know what the term is. Like, you can, it was just crazy. It's crazy. So, like, 
On the run tour, giant elevators on like a 50 foot stage. God, that's fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> and she's up here doing the baby boy dance into mine into it. So it's just like, it's going to be incredible. All right. I wonder who's going to be like the openers. It's probably going to be Chloe and Hal. Oh, yeah. Cause I mean, her album's Chloe's coming out. Chloe's got an album coming out. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. And they did the other tours too. Well, we finna see some people. Yeah. You fit to be blessed, hopefully. <laughs> I'm so afraid of not being able to get tickets. Like, the very first thing, as soon as I saw the date, I was like, okay, requesting t- days off, whatever, we're getting this. If I don't get it, I'm going to Ohio. <laughs> I was just going to mention that. <laughs> there are so many people that are just like, listen, I will plan an entire vacation around going to see this tour. If I can't get it in my state, you better be damn sure I'm going to another state where I know they ain't going to appreciate her. And I'm not going to have to fight everybody for these tickets. I will be seeing this show. I'm like, you know what? Bitch, honestly work. Columbus, Ohio. Here I come. Uh, I wanted to try and make the Houston show. But I can't. Mm. Because that is Dennis and Grant's wedding. Oh, I'm going to say that's also a little bit advanced. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> My Louisiana God. and Tex and Houston are like the you're not gonna get tickets to that. Yeah, those are the last two. You're not going to get tickets. It's, you're not. Why Louisiana? Oh. Creo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I was trying to figure out why she, why Houston wasn't the last show. That's the second to last show, and then Louisiana's the last show. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised there aren't more dates. She's probably gonna add more. Mm. But also it's like this is like a whole new touring during the pandemic now. Because, like, I didn't look how closely the dates are, but I wonder if they're spaced out a little bit just in case, like, if you need to um, incubate for a few days. Not incubate. <laughs> like, I didn't... Quarantine? I didn't, was that you. the word? Yeah, quarantine. You said, if you want to let that sickness fester a little bit before <laughs> you're fully contagious. Listen, just, shout out to Justin Covington. Justin was on it. He said, it's going to be tomorrow. He sent me the, the text this morning. Saying, bitch, I told you show? Like, <laughs> but then I was trying to figure out, because y'all didn't see the dates, but the link he sent me had all the dates. But I guess we all just looking at first just the locations? Yeah, the the link that I originally saw as as it was starting to come up, it didn't have all of the dates and the locations yet. There were like blank spaces for some of them, and then a date would pop up, and a location would pop up, but it didn't have all of them yet. Hmm. I mean, this looks a little normal. There's about three days. Oh, this is going to be a bit. There's about three days in between each location. Oh, she's got something crazy set up. Because I think the cube last time took a day and a half to set up for each one. So Mm. if it's taking that amount of time to set up for one. Set up and tear down. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yay. All right. New Jersey. We're about to be up in you. Mm. I'm probably just going to get a hotel out. Good <laughs> lord. I mean, Honestly though. Add it to the add it to the this is what you this is what you need to be prepared for <laughs> when you're going to see her. If you push all up on game, it's going to be late or you get a get a group of people and get a party bus. I saw a lot of people Come on, Potomac. That. that was really smart. <laughs> that does sound like fun though. 100%. Mm. Get a party bus and just kind of party on the way there. Blast the music on the way back. But then just make sure you're not fucked up. Where you pass out and miss the concert. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, if you're if you're accustomed to you know going to like a football game or something like that, it's like y'all about to see me sober as fuck. I ain't about to miss nothing. Okay, girl, you're not gonna drink at the show. No, I usually have a little weed. Okay, a little flower, a little edible. Oh, I can't do an edible. If I have an edible, I'm gonna miss the show. Mm -mm -mm. I'm gonna be in another fucking plane if I do that. Baby, I'm on Beyonce's plane. Who on my plane? Um, cool. All right. So I've said all I need to say about preparation for this concert. Preparation B. <laughs> Annoying. Uh, while we are still on the topic of the music, you want to give us your song for the week, my dear? Yes. Can you go first? Because I still I just lost it. Okay. And I also need to figure out how you say this name. <laughs> okay. I feel the respect. Uh, my song for the week is going to come from Dave Love from his album Waiting Room. Um, I'm choosing the song Pull. Uh, this is a very um, sexual song. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the chorus is, I want you to pull that thing, pull that thing, pull that thing up on me. So, <laughs> uh, this is a great song to add to the Sexy Time playlist. Uh, highly recommend. Um, probably won't add this other song to the list, but uh, honorable mention just from that album is a song called High Beam, which I think more people might be more familiar with from that album. But Pull is what uh, turned me on to Dave Love in the first place. Uh, again, this is from it's a nice R&B track, obviously uh, coming from 2019. Uh, but definitely get into that. Get into him. Uh, some great stuff coming out of him. Mm, sounds like it. Get yeah. into him. Get into him. <laughs> <laughs> he getting into somebody. <laughs> Honestly, what is this doing? Nice. Whatever. So, it is Black History Month, and usually what happens is that we focus a huge amount of... Sorry, I said it a little far away from the mic. This is Black History Month, and usually we focus on artists that are of color, specifically myself. But I want to also go a little bit further. We're going to focus on, for this month, LGBT artists that are black new work so i i didn't get that memo but thanks <laughs> well you can do what you want to do this is my decision this work, is me bitch. i'm an independent woman i don't need no man i need a man <laughs> let's see okay i cannot let's see if you can hear this tunde olenirin mm. mm. let me see it let me see if i can tunde olenirin yeah olenirin and he has a song called Jean Grey that I'm obsessed with. And of course. And I plan on doing that <laughs> for FlameCon this year. Word. Um, but they have a lot of beautiful music on here. I love a lot of their stuff. Um, especially right now, most recently, there's a song called, that he has, Miracle, that is really great, that I also would like to spotlight just because of the recent events. So my POC people, I definitely want you to listen to that song just in case if you ever feel like you were not supposed to be here and not supposed to be in this space. You are a miracle and you are supposed to be here. So those are the two songs I'm going to support for this artist because one, they also are queer and it's Black History Month. So I think you should know this artist because they're fucking fantastic. They're also very cute. Thank you. I'm saying thank you on behalf of them. Okay. <laughs> Great. So 
Uh, as always, we'll have these songs added to our Take Me Off podcast playlist that you can find on both Spotify and Apple Music. So give that a listen, give that a download, and check these artists out. And next week, I will come with a queer artist as well. <laughs> Damn, everybody just always wants to be like you. You uh, know yeah, what I mean? But I will I stick to black artists for this month. <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> I mean, I've already given us some queer black artists. <laughs> All right, bitch. Are you saying Cakes Tequila is not queer? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, you have to wait till uh, Black History Month. Um, girl, I did it before <laughs> you. <laughs> Um, whatever, bitch. Uh, have you seen what has been going on with Taylor Swift fans and SZA? No. They've been calling SZA Mizza, uh, and ha- essentially just trying to hate on SZA for one, knocking Taylor Swift out of the top spot for the top, I want to say Billboard 200, and remaining at the top spot for the past, I think, seven weeks. Taylor Swift still has fans young enough to do this? Girl. I don't. Well, I mean, what, I think of who she writes for. I look. He thought that they've grown up. Think of who she writes for. Jeez. I mean, like the Beehive isn't even that crazy anymore. They've kind of mellowed out a bit. Taylor Swift fans is crazy, 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 well, crazy. Well, she the new generation of Taylor Swift fans because it's. But like, how did they find her, girl? Be, I mean, listen to all her songs. I mean, well, don't. But <laughs> if you if you hear her songs, it's it's she's still very much writing for a younger art, audience. Is she? I don't know. So sometimes that's the vibe I, I get. Sometimes I feel like living in New York City really is a bubble for what else is happening in the world because like I rarely hear her shit out. I rarely hear. I mean, it what out. spaces do we go to where we're gonna hear it out though? I mean, I've been to places. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've been around. I don't mean like, I'm going to try to like call out bars, but like there's a couple of like young bars in the Williamsburg area that I feel like if I'm not hearing it play there, then like, is that really the tea? Work. All right. Just to be honest. I know it's not going to be played at the bars I work. I mean, I do hear it at some Hell's Kitchen location. I know we hear drag queens doing it, to be honest. Okay. That's the most I hear usually with Taylor Swift. So that's why I'm like, these kids care? Mm-hmm. Well, cared enough. I mean, people are having a whole full mental breakdowns when they weren't able to get Taylor Swift tickets when that whole issue happened with Ticketmaster before. Mm, sucks for them. Mm. Oh, I really can't talk yet. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> girl, you might want to hold it. <laughs> let's let's make that comment. Not me hating week. outside of the club. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, keeping with keeping with some musical artists, Britney Spears uh, recently asked her fans to respect her privacy after they called the police to her home for a welfare check following the disappearance of her Instagram account. Y'all need to leave her alone. Let her be. I was talking to Charla Spears about this. I just really want her to be able to go away peacefully, mm-hmm. recharge heal, work through that trauma, and then be able to come back. But y'all just won't let her have some peace. Yeah. Just let her be. I mean, we've seen this with artists before, and, like, obviously, you know, of course, you know, no two artists are the same, and there's a lot of other stuff going on, but, like, similar similar stuff happened with Amy Winehouse, right? When she yeah. would disappear, and the fans and all this other stuff would be going on. She's like, I just want to go away and, and feel better, and people won't let me. Right. So like very much like that. Just like if she disappears, let her like she's she's chilling. Like let her go handle her business. It's crazy. Like, why would you 
do that? Why would you think you have the right to do that? I don't know, but that don't sound like a fan to me. Just to be honest, that don't sound like your fan behavior. Yeah. Because you should want them to be able to heal, be able to perform in their artistry level at their max capacity versus deflated and empty. Like, this girl has been through, this woman has been through enough. Mm -hmm. Like, let her, let the people close to her be the ones to worry about that. Let her get that dick that we all saw in that post. What? Like, her dude posted, like, a, a gym, and it was just, like, a, a hard dick. Oh, my God. It was nice. I mean... It was nice. Good for her. It looked nice through the pants. <laughs> the print? Yeah, the print yeah. was nice. I do love a nice print. So, like, let her just enjoy, and, like, let let people be at peace. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unless mom. it's Trump. <laughs> <laughs> he shall know no peace. Ever. Ever. Okay, let's not like make threats or nothing. I just said he shouldn't know peace. Okay, cool. <laughs> that means hopefully he gets a uh, IBS for the rest of his life. <laughs> Let his body turn on him. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's give a quick drag race update. Um, last episode we had what we had Miss Janelle Monet on as Janelle our... Money. Yeah, actually, it's a pretty good drag name. Janelle Money. Yeah. But like put the little umlaut thingy on it. The umlaut the accent. Janelle Moni. Moni. <laughs> Raven Simone. Um, uh, Janelle Monet was our our guest judge. Uh, they did the reading challenge where was it Lucy? I want to say it was Lucy Laduca gave the best reads. Although this this season. Some pretty solid reads coming from the girls. Maybe that's just because last season was garbage. I I think it's one of those things like they've just been so bad that these looked so good. I mean, they weren't bad though. Like they, there were some, there were some pretty spicy ones. I mean, everyone got one. Well, because the show is what forty-five minutes long now. Oh my gosh! It's I, I can't say this enough. Like they are, don't expect an Emmy. Yeah. Do not expect an Emmy this year. They tried to take what the what the basic formula of the show is and just give us those moments, but like we're missing all of the like the other moments that really matter where we get to know the girls. Yeah, the, like you can learn from sorrow, but you learn also a lot from joy, and we don't see any joy. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right, let's get this moment where we get this emotional moment. Uh, we have our mini challenge. We have our maxi challenge. We don't get the judges' deliberations anymore. And the entire reason... We didn't get those? We don't get judge deliberations anymore. Girl, I'd be disassociating. <laughs> I seriously Like, it flat out doesn't happen. There's no bring back my girls. Nothing. That entire section isn't there anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All this for a show that you made me watch. We will get to that in a second. A show. Let's finish up with. <laughs> let's finish up talking about Drag Race. Uh, we got our win from Spoiler Alert. If you haven't heard it yet, you've had a week. You've had enough time. Uh, winner of the Maxi Challenge being Lux Noir London for the Design Challenge and that gorgeous zebra print and just beautiful purple look. I really don't know what it looked like. You don't remember what it looked, girl? Where were you? <laughs> Because it's, it's such, like, like I, I didn't even know that it was a design challenge. Oh, my God. Because they walk into a room, and I was like, oh, they're making them do, like, an interior design challenge. 
And the next thing you know, I look at them and they're making dresses. I'm like, what the fuck is going on over here? Okay, so let me run it back for you real quick. Well, I know what it is now because <laughs> I had to ask the audience. I was like, wait, wait, wait. What was like, why are they making dresses? I thought they were redoing rooms. And like, no, they went to the rooms to pull items off so they can make dresses. Like, this is <laughs> useless. Like, that was a waste of time. Just show us what they got at that point, And then like, we have more time to hear them talk. Yeah. Like, that was such a, st who is editing this? <laughs> That is useless information if that's not even part of what the challenge is. Is, is this your hot take? I guess. <laughs> because she's mad. <laughs> because it's stupid. Like, I was like, okay, it's an interior design challenge. Fine. Next, I look over there making bras and corsets. I'm like, why is this happening? Uh-huh. And I feel like I'm going crazy, but it's the editing. It's, like, so disjointed. It's disjointed. I mean, I watched it all the first time and got it, but... Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's blame it on the fact that you have to watch it at a bar while you're at work. <laughs> and then the editing. <laughs> I still think it's mostly the editing. All right, girl. Because uh, we have subtitles on. True, true. I mean... I'm just going to say, I... People... I mean, I watched know. it at a bar, too. I watched it at a, a different bar, and I still picked up on all of it. Oh, you went to a different bar. I oh. sure did, because as much as I love you, I do have my own life to live. Wow, I'm going to remember that. I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> you go right ahead, girl. Don't act like I don't support you. <laughs> she never comes to anything. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's run up some receipts then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> roll, the, roll the tape. Roll the roll tape. Roll the tape. Bitch. Roll it back. <laughs> Production. Let's finish this, baby. Um, Let's know our London won the maxi challenge. Uh, Amethyst lands in the bottom for the third time. And is told to sashay away. She uh, lost the lip sync against, was it Selena? Estetis. Miss Selena Estetis, who I still don't think should have been in the bottom. Yes, there was like a lot going on with her outfit, but I don't think hers was the worst. By I far. also didn't think Jax did a bad job either. He didn't do a bad job. Did the judges say he did a bad job? Jax was in the bottom three. Oh, well. Yeah. I missed that part. Oh, well. Disjointed, huh? <laughs> Still don't think it's disjointed. <laughs> I just kept focusing on the fact that I thought Amethyst was going home. I mean, that was like, the writing was on the wall. Yeah. I mean, and we know who's going home because they only focused on her. And you know I'm right. We know who's going home by like 15 minutes into the episode. I don't know that. I know that, but okay. <laughs> you know the formula. Like, some girls don't even have time. Time on the show. Yeah. So, like, if we're not seeing anything from... God help me trying to remember these. Anitra had no FaceTime on the show. Yeah. Um, Lucy LaDuca. Sorry. Is that her name? Lucy LaDuca, yeah. I feel like I'm saying it. I keep wanting to say Lucy Screws, and it's that's not who it is. <laughs> Another New York City staple drag queen. Um, we didn't see her outside of winning the, the challenge, I think. Mm -hmm. um, Mistress, we didn't really see her very much either. Yeah. So, like, we know, like, if you're not showing these queens, uh, they're safe for the episode. So, like, by the end of it, you're focusing on Jack's story about being biracial, not biracial, being, uh, having, being adopted raised parents. by adopted white parents. Mm -hmm. We're seeing Amethyst is struggling because she can't, I almost said she can't cook. <laughs> um, <laughs> she can't sew. And then as titties, I don't, really don't remember them actually showing her that much. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, well, she talked about her cape. So, like, yeah. I knew that those were going to be the girls because that's where they were story focusing the story. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, that's the bottom. Yeah. The bottoms are the tops. Okay. 
at the least. But I'm going to try and pay attention to that next uh, next episode and see if I can pick up on that because I just I have not been paying attention to that at all. Lux Nori London was not even in the episode before last mm-hmm. until yeah. the runway. So I was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> you keep calling her Lux Nori. Noir. I don't know why I keep calling. Her. <laughs> oh, because I keep thinking like the little the. Uh, Girl, because I've been watching anime and shit. <laughs> Nori. <laughs> My bad. I am so sorry. Say it one more time. What is it? Lux Noir. Lux Noir London. Yes. I apologize. I really did not mean to do that. Apologies, sister. She is. She's fancy. She's saying black in French. Noir. Oh my god, is that what that is? Yes. Oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> I think so. We're down to 12 girls now. Are we? Finally. It's been 18 weeks. <laughs> uh, so we're down to 12 girls, and I'm hoping maybe, because this is usually how many they start the season with, right? Uh, I think it's usually around 14. I think okay. like a good chunk was around 14, I think. Okay. Well, I'm hoping that with less girls, maybe there'll be a little bit more time to actually get to know them, but who knows? Who knows? Well, back to what I was saying earlier. Well, hold on. Let me. I have a great transition for this. Okay. So the fact that this show, the fact that this season of RuPaul's Drag Race is shortened from 90 minutes to like 45-ish minutes. They say 60, but it's not. Is because of MTV wanting to support the real friends of WeHo. They said, we want to show our support for this show and for this cast. And so we're making an active decision to shorten RuPaul's Drag Race. And then, to make matters worse, put it in between what was the, the show. <laughs> put it in between the show and, and Untucked. Because then by the time you get to Untucked, like, you're so disconnected from the episode that just happened. So it's like, it's so frustrating. But, yes, let's get into talking about WeHo, the show that no gay asked for but got anyways... I said, you know what? I'm not just going to sit back and be a hater. I'm going to watch it. Like usual. I'm going to take some notes. I'm going to ignore what Harriet just said. And I'm going to see if this show is actually worth watching or not. Would you like to start us off? There is no show that is good when you start off the show with their talking heads Meaning, like, they're talking to, like, the story producers mm. in their interviews. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about the backlash of the show. Yeah. So, automatically, none of them already wanted to be there. But said yes to it. The only person that wants to be there is Joey and Todrick. And Brad Gresky. Sure. But Brad doesn't really need to do that. <laughs> okay. And Brad also gives me the vibe that I really don't need to be here either. Like, is that agreeable? Well, I don't know, because the the vibe that I'm getting from Brad Goreski in this show is... Did you watch both episodes or just the first one? I just watched the first one. I didn't see the second episode up. I don't know. The vibe that I'm getting is that Brad Goreski is like the person that is bringing everybody together. But he doesn't know everybody. He doesn't know everybody. So what sense does this make? I think it's, it's one of those situations where it's like he knew... People that he wanted to have included into the show. And they said and no. Then, and then there were other people <laughs> that were like, oh, I have someone who would be perfect for the show. And so, like, um, what's his name? Uh, Curtis brings in Dorian. So Brad knew James Vaughn's boyfriend. 
What you so then okay okay so this is the rundown for this. Wait, wait, the, wait, 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 like real quick, real quick. What? Just to make a point, you made a point of like those people didn't want to be on the show. Another like really bad thing that they did all throughout this episode is mention who they like invited to the show that and but said, said, said no. no. Like, why would you include that in the show? So, like, you started this as as if, like, we shouldn't be watching this show. Right. So, why are we here? (laughs) Continue. So, then on top of that, James Vaughn, whose boyfriend, I think, is something Bennett, who was in... He was one of the the main male leads for Mean Girls. They're like, you asked him, and he said no, so I'm here. Right. So, I was like, work. Okay, so we're already getting (laughs) beeline. Great. Work. Don't even know you, but great. Then we get to Dorian, and Dorian I like, but reality TV is not for you. Yes. Agreed. Um, I like your energy. I like how you handled whatever the influencer. Joey. Whatever his name is. I like how you just like, then I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, is like, I can go. I don't need to be here. Oh, work. I can leave. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think reality TV is for him. And he didn't, like he said, like he kept turning it down. Time after time after time after time, you know, he's like this successful skincare line business owner. Well, he was on something before that, right? Uh, Wasn't he on a show or something? Like, what did he do before? Because like, I know I've known of his face, but I have no idea what he did. I don't know. I don't remember seeing that. that much. If you can find that. But like Dorian, Dorian is just like they're trying to paint Dorian like he's some big like asshole to try to make him the bitch of the show i don't really think their painting is very hard he just he's naturally leaning into that oh college hill that's where i know him from yes 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 oh but i see i still don't think that he's being really a bitch i just think that he's being real he's not trying to put up a front for the sake of the show he's just being who he is cameras or not true but i also think like it's easy to lean in that i think I think the people who love doing this show the most is Joey and Todrick. Yeah. Joey, you if you have to keep explaining your job to us, that it's more than just taking photos and videos. He's vapid. Baby. Yeah. I don't care. I care so little about this. And, like, Dorian's right, like... Most influencers are annoying, but you, they are. They are. They're annoying because it's usually very self, it's everything about them. It's photos, everything like. I won't say all influencers. A I will say, I will say it depends on what kind of influencer you are. Cause there's influencers out there that their influencing is like putting out knowledge, right? Like the, the, the woman that does like the parking lot stuff when she's educating around like black topics and women's rights and things like that. That's also an influencer. Love her, right? Um, but then there's influencers where they're trying to push a product. And that type of influencer, I, I can't stand. All I know is that I feel like for a whole season from him, we're going to hear about how he used to be fat and he had terrible skin. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm over that. And let me just say this. I am a person who loves trash reality shows. Mm-hmm. I have watched Basketball Wives. I have watched reality shows that are on YouTube. Shout out to the Chasing series. This is just unwatchable because, like, nobody wants to be there and they're shitting on their own. Like, at least tell me the fantasy of, like, what you're trying to sell us. Yeah. I think they're trying to 
from what I'm I'm understanding from it is they're trying to go a direction of we're going to be very real about everything. Like from a standpoint of like, this is reality. This isn't like, we're not faking this for entertainment. But I think it's it's blowing up in their face. It's like it's too much. But you also can't follow the model of a show. And this is something that I want queer people to hear. We have to stop following the models of heteronormative shows and figure stuff out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. The real friends of WeHo and you're, you're setting up these scenes that as if it's a Housewives show. Mm-hmm. That's not what we care about watching. We want to watch Housewives because we want to watch Housewives. This is not what we want to watch with you. We want to hear about your lives. I think that's very interesting. We want to see about that. But like, put in a different format. Quit trying to make us seem like y'all are all friends. You could have just done a docuseries that followed all these bitches in their individual lives. And they do not have to come together. Well, see, that's what, that is what Dorian thought the show was supposed to be. Because that's how they modeled it. That is what they essentially told him it was going to be. It was going to be a docuseries. And there was going to be a part about him and building uh, the Butta skin line and going through all of that. And it was supposed to be modeled after, what was that other show? Um, there was like a New York edition, and he thought this was going to be like the L.A. rendition of it. I can't think of what it is mm-hmm. right now. But that's you know what, what channel it was on? No, I can't. I can't think of it. I'll, I'll see if I can find the article. Because Dorian, after the initial announcement of the show came out. He was like, I don't know these bitches. Right. Immediately. <laughs> the, only, the only person that he knew was uh, Curtis. Curtis Hamilton. And he said, I don't live in West Hollywood. I live in the Valley, and I love living in the Valley. And he's basically just, like, giving us all the tea on the show and, like, how he doesn't really care. I don't think if, – if this show is to see a second season, which I really don't think it's going to, no. he – I don't think he's going to end up being a part of it because he doesn't, he doesn't want to be there. But, like, if we're going to – and this is also something that was very annoying is that you're pushing also in the – Let's just say this wasn't for us. Let's just say this was for, you know, I think the biggest following of RuPaul's Drag Race is, I think, white women. At this point, I think. I think so. So, like, if this is what you're wanting them to watch, then why are you showing three cis male men on this show when this could have been a very diverse cast? This is diverse in color, but it's not diverse in gender and the gender dynamics of that Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. So why are we watching this? Why are we watching them hang out with each other? They start the show off talking about it's all about who you know and who you don't know. And people will say they know you. And there's so many times I will, like, someone will say they know me. I'm like, but who are you? Like, Mm -hmm. so what are we doing in this? Yeah. What are we creating in this space? Yeah. Like, this is useless. If I want to see people about who we don't know, I will go to Club Q. Work. I will go to the clubs if this is the space I want, but I want to see a sense of community. I want to see a sense of building. I want to see body differences. Like this is, this is, this is nothing. This is empty calories. I'm not going to go that far because we're one episode in. And oh, so I'm, done. I'm not. Are you going to keep watching? I haven't decided yet. Well, I'm out. I, I'm not going to make that harsh of a judgment off of the first hour where the where half of the episode is us learning who these people are. But um, that's like the battle of it. If we like and that's like why some of these reality shows is like if you don't come in and have something that's like uh sticky enough, mm-hmm. no one cares about anything else and this is why you're getting dragged. Well, see, I again I under I can see why someone would watch this first episode. 
and be like, okay, I want to see a little bit more. They want to see the drama that happens between Joey and Dorian, or they want to see uh, what happens with Todrick trying to rebuild his name. And like for the people that care about that stuff, they will get sucked into this. I, and I can 100% understand why someone would. But do you think they had pre-existing knowledge of these people beforehand? Mm, I mean, obviously they had pre-existing knowledge of Todrick. But the Todrick's drama. Sure. Because I had no clue. The Todrick drama with what? Like the... Not paying people, his house... You didn't know anything about that? I don't really... I don't know. I didn't. There are tons of people that wouldn't shut up about it. So... Yes, I do think that people I mean, the knew most, about the drama, no, no which is no like shade. literally why it was the first thing he went to address in the commercial. The most I knew about it is what you played. Okay, I mean you're, I, that's you're, what I'm saying. Like I knew his music. That's all I really right. like. I didn't check anything else. I get that. Not everybody's you, Mama. Like other people. This is why I asked. Like, do you right. think people knew the yeah, drama I do. side? Yeah, that's like that's why he makes it such a thing to talk about it on the show. It's like he gets a lot of. You know, he's under fire constantly because of rumors that go around about the dancer thing and about like the sex scandal thing and about the. What's the sex uh, scandal? Um, he would like throughout the conversations of like talking about him not paying his dancers, that same, I can't remember who it was that was like airing out his dirty laundry, but it was someone who, who was like his assistant or something. Uh, they were also saying that he would fly boys out that he would talk to on like Instagram and stuff and like pay for their stay and have sex with them and do all this stuff. But he wasn't putting any of that money towards paying the dancers. <laughs> right. So maybe not sex scandal. That's not the way, right way to put it, but like I was about to say, where I the money was going. He just sounds like a nigga. <laughs> uh, wow. um, so, I'm getting flued out. So I'll, I'll give like a, a, a real rundown of the episode, right? Like, the episode centers around getting to know who these who these people are and why we are supposed to care about them. And like I said before, it seems to me like Brad Goreski is being lined up to be like the person that brings all the people together. He's being lined up to be like the mother. Um, then you meet, uh, I don't know the order that we meet them in, but then there's Joey the Influencer, who I just, the very first thing that I wrote down about him is I just thought that he was vapid. Uh, Did you know him before? Had no idea who he was. Me either. The episode seems to center around, aside from getting to know them, the storyline is he's hosting his engagement party. And so it's all about, like, what's happening with the engagement party and Dorian being the person that he doesn't know that's coming to the party and drama that starts up about Dorian coming to the party and how he was behaving at the party. Jumping from there, talking about Dorian. Dorian, as we've discussed, is a skincare line businessman. Uh, he was on College Hill, and when he was first uh, propositioned to be on the show, they painted as it as if it was going to be um, a reboot of the A-List. So there's the A-List New York, and this was supposed to be a reboot for the A-List Los Angeles. Oh, well, then this is the exact same show, then. So I don't know what he was misconstrued about, because that's the same shit. He thought it was going to be more of a docu-series style like you mentioned, and they were going to follow him. But he, he mentioned A-list? That's, that is <laughs> what he mentions. Like I said, Dorian is the one that after the announcement, uh, he immediately like went and penned this, this, you know, post about, I don't know any of these other people except for Curtis. What's his name? Curtis? 
Yeah, except for Curtis and like, I don't live in WeHo and I'm not here for all this bullshit. This is not the show that was pro uh, propositioned to me, whatever, whatever. I think, like I said before, that Dorian is getting painted to be like the bitch of the show just because he's not really pulling any punches. He's not doing it for the cameras. He's just like, I'm going to be me. This is who I am. And I'm a professional and I have a business to worry about. Here's what's, here's what you're getting. Then there's Curtis. Uh, the actor, he played Dr. Dre in Compton, question mark? Go, girl. You meet him, and he's, like, having a conversation with Issa Rae. Uh, so he's he's working with Issa Rae, and he just recently came out to his parents, like, last year. Also, sorry. Caught me off guard seeing Issa Rae on this. Yeah. That caught... I said, hold on. He got Issa Rae to show up on this shit? All right, girl. Also, she looks so lovely. She looks really good. I that, mean, she always looks amazing. She always, she always does, but like, it's just really been fun watching like her glow continue up. glow up. <laughs> just but, like, every time you, glow up. Yeah, it's just like every time you see him, just like, damn. She also just seems so chill. She really, I would love. Actually, I don't know. Do I? Because you know I don't talk to people if I like them. <laughs> you end up down the block again by the time you decide what to say. But I did appreciate that at least Curtis's first scene, they were in that black-owned coffee shop, which had been featured on Insecure a few times. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it was really nice to at least see that that happening. <laughs> Rooting for everybody black. Um, Curtis's entire storyline for what we may see as a season is the fact that he is freshly out of the closet and being publicly gay and understanding like what that means for him and not just for him as a person but him and his career Issa mentions something in their conversation where she says like i just you know if you know should this show take off and you become like this you know we hope personality you know i want you to consider how that could affect like when people want to cast you you know, can they see you in this role? Mm -hmm. uh, or is your WeHo personality going to overshadow that? Uh, so I thought, like, that's not something that I ever would have thought of. Um, so that's what his storyline is looking like. And then we have James Vaughn, who, as Harriet mentioned before, the only reason that this person is on this show and the only reason that uh, the only storyline he seems to have is, oh, I'm married to this actor from Mean Girls. And that is the entire, that's all we get from him, the entire show. I think he's going to be one of my favorites if I continue watching it. Which you won't. <laughs> Which I won't. Because he also seems to be clocking shit, being like, yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah. It gives, he's giving me that energy. And I like him, like, usually a southerner is usually a, a, a quick fire and going to be like, we ain't doing this shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have Todrick. They kept saying, like, and I don't want to take this from him because he is a good performer, but, like, anytime they would show his name, it would say, performer extraordinaire. And I was like, oh, girl. Um, like, humble yourself for performer the show. Performer extraordinaire. I remember seeing that being like, what the fuck is that? It, it just kept, just say you're a performer. Like, yes, you act, you sing, you dance, we, you songwrite. We know that you do this. Does like, he act? Yeah. In what? He's obviously, uh, he's he was in um, a couple episodes of... Um, Dear God, why can't I think of it? Dear white people. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll shut up. He, the first thing that he addresses, like as soon as we meet him is, uh, he addresses like all of the rumors and stuff that go around about him. So I think he's using this as a platform to try and like get people back on his side. 
there's like a scene that he has where he's meeting with uh, Bob and Monet. On, I'm assuming they were shooting sibling rivalry. I don't know if they have any other shows together. Um, but they're just like saying how much they like, they love Todrick and they know him and, you know, they address the concerns about the dancers and they address the concerns about, you know, the, the rumor that he was renting his house and that he didn't own it and just like giving him an opportunity to sort of talk through that. But in the like commercial for the show, it kind of seemed like he was going to be addressing these things throughout the uh, throughout the season which would like make people more interested in seeing it but he addresses it all in the very first like bit that we get with him so i'm just kind of confused as to what his storyline is going to be moving forward uh now knowing a little bit more about i guess his controversies mm -hmm. i thought it was very weird for him to like all this stuff is staged like realities like you know what day you're filming mm -hmm. you can stage like a lot of it is not reality sure so the fact that you have these things about like not paying your dancers, flying people in, and you have like eight men rehearsing in your house, and then someone just randomly stops by, I was like, this is this looks a little weird. This, it just looks uh, suspect. What do you mean someone randomly stopped by? I think it was Brad Goreski that stopped by. Yeah, but that wasn't scene. a random visit. He knew it was coming. I know, but then you have I have like the dancers in your house. You uh -huh. have all these. It just was like. Why weren't you at a dance studio? Because he has a dance studio in his house. That was his kitchen. No, they weren't in his kitchen. That was a, it, that's all kitchen. I mean, there's a kitchen in the house. <laughs> all right, get going. I just thought that was weird. It just looked like they were up. They were like upstairs dancing, and then he had to come downstairs to let him in. Right. Yeah. yeah. It just was like upstairs? it was just it was just a weird setup for a scene. It was a weird setup for that to be happening in one spot, and then you just go and have like a conversation with someone who's visiting you. Mm. It just was a weird setup. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to continue watching. I haven't decided yet. I'm typically a person that says I'm going to try something at least three times to know if I like it or not. So did you bottom three times? I've bottomed more than three times. Oh. I used to date someone who was a complete top. Wow. Yeah. He wasn't very big, though. Activia. So, so by the end of the episode, we're at Joey's uh, engagement party, and of course the the drama is Dorian is there, and the, there's the line, you know, if you're gonna act like this, why did you come or something like that? And Dorian says, "Okay, then I can just leave." I didn't also understand that he was very honest about having like social anxiety, especially due to the pandemic. Yeah, so I, like I don't understand why they tried to make that a big thing. Like if he has social anxiety, he has social anxiety. Like it was like little, he was being mean. That little girl ran up. Ran over there to tell him, I was like, he said he liked you. Mm -hmm. He said, it's just a little weird for me because, like, I have social anxiety. I'm a friend of a friend. I don't really know you, so I'm not trying to be all up in the mix. Like, yeah. that's me when I'm a plus one to someone who I don't know. I'm just like, hey, I'm just going to chill over here. I'm not going to be too much in the Kool-Aid trying to figure out stuff. Like, well, I mean, I'm I'm, not, I wasn't an invite, an yeah. actual invite. I mean, I'm... I'm the opposite. Like, if I was invited to a thing, I'm going to try and make it a point to get to know people there and, like, show that I'm appreciative of being allowed to be at the party, even though I wasn't necessarily an invite. But again, he wasn't causing any drama, and he was he spoke very honestly about the social anxiety, so I don't know why they had to be like, then why are you here? But he was blah, also blah, blah, talking blah. to Joey's friends. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was, he just wasn't talking to Joey. Yeah. But he was talking to your guests there. It wasn't, mm -hmm. he was, 
I don't know. That scene was just weird. Yeah. And that's when I was kind of like, like, I, and he's like, I guess I'll just leave. Like, what else do you want me to do? Like, yeah. I told you I have social anxiety. I'm sorry that I'm not all in your space, but I'm. I don't know you like that. So, but I was invited to come, and so I came. And in that type of event, like, I'm not gonna be able to have a heart to heart conversation with you at your engagement party. Yeah. So what am I supposed to do? Because like sometimes like I'm in a mood where like I want like meaningful conversation, then sometimes I'm like I don't. Like it's just surface. But girl, I ain't watching that shit no more. <laughs> Hold on, girl. I'm getting a call. Hello. Tadric, now I know. I know. Listen, maybe this just isn't the moment. What was with those ostrich facts? Please welcome Harriet Tuxman to the stage for a spoken word performance. I want to reach out and bury my fingers into your hair and then say, can I touch your hair? This is the experience of every black man in any gay bar ever. And also our black women ever. Always. Anyone with dreadlocks, anyone with braids, anyone with our hair texture. And that was sent on scruff. Christ's sake. Wait. Mm -hmm. That was a message that was sent? Mm -hmm. Good lord. This Black History Month, I want you, if you are not a person of color, to if you feel the need to touch someone's hair, take a beat and ask yourself, why? If you feel the need to compliment a black woman's hair, take a beat and ask yourself, why? They don't wanna talk about their hair with you. They don't want their hair to be a big deal. They just wanna walk out their house looking fly and fine as fuck. Just sit back and enjoy. Appreciate. Reach out and touch. Nothing. Nobody's hair. That's right. It'll make it a better place. Come on. For you and me. That's Reach right. Reach out and touch. Come on. Nobody's hair. Mm-hmm. You gonna get him done. That's right. In these streets. In these streets. In these streets. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. All right. Let's jump into these questions. My dear. So, I know I only sent you one of them, but I actually have two. But we're only going to do one. She's a liar. She's a track star. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do the one that I sent you. Uh, Wait, what's the other one? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna say both. But we'll do... Uh, I'll let you decide which one we're going to do. Work. All right. So the original question for this week was going to be, the discussion around forms of disciplining children is a prevalent one in the black uh, household. Specifically, disciplining them by beating them. What are your thoughts on beating ones, beating one's kids, beating your own kids? Please don't go beat somebody else's kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, here, little bitch. 
The, <laughs> the second question is, how do I know if I'm ready for love? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I hate both these. <laughs> I know you do. Um, I kind of want to say let's stick to the first question this week. What are your thoughts? Mm. I'll take that as a yes. All right. So um, first, uh, Harriet, were you beat as a child? Was I beat? Or, we have to use our words. Okay. Because this is a Did you get whoopings? I did get spankings. Did you got spankings? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, well. Word usage is different, and I don't consider what happened to me beat. Why not? Because, like, it just. Like, how do you decipher the difference? Um. Beatings leave marks. That's the best I got. I don't like, when I had a spanking, like, I was spanked maybe like three times with the bell. And like, it was more so like, understanding that there was like a punish, a physical punishment, but also was learn. I just, I don't know. I don't think I was beat. I don't consider it being beat, but I don't know if I would do the same if I ever had kids. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was reading this post about this the other day and one person said there's a fine line between disappointing your child and abuse. And they, that same post said something along the lines of, you know, if you put your hands on your spouse, that's domestic violence. If you put your hands on a coworker, that's assault. If you put your, if you were to hit your dog, that's animal abuse. So why is it okay to put your hands on your child? This is also, we've talked about this before, like, sometimes, like, you need to learn that the stove is hot. And we said that before with people with, like, some, like, you know, we said, we can tell that you've never had your ass beat, like, you've never gotten to a fight because yeah. you said something crazy. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't believe in just, like, physical punishments just over, like, you dropped water. Sure. Or you didn't want to eat your broccoli, but I also understand there's a nuance. Like, there's there's a nuance, and I don't think there's a, a, a black and white. I think there's a lot of gray area in that mm -hmm. sometimes. But also, I think like things should be evolving. Yeah. And what worked in that time period, I also think like there needs to also be a, a conversation around things with mm -hmm. their with kids now. Yeah. And like I see like it happening with you know my friend and her and. Um, their son and like I, I see there's a difference in like the way that they are approaching the conversation so i think that there just needs to be a total recall yeah over, we know but, better now so we should do that. yeah and i think that's a good saying like when you know better you do better mm -hmm. but i don't think my parents my parents were never like where i'll see sometimes like kids like they'll be yelling at kids because they're not walking fast enough mm. i'm yeah. like baby you have a leg span of three feet this baby got three inches over here. Yeah. So, like, they're not going to, they're going to be. Their legs are still developing. So, like, I've seen things be very dramatic in that sense, but I've seen things where, like, I look back and I'm like, yeah, I deserve to get a spanking for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I stole $60 from my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve to spank you for that because, like, sometimes I feel like when punishments happen, uh -huh. it's teaching if you do this in the real world, there's even worse consequences. Okay, so here's a question. Based off of, you know, that, that explanation. And that's, that's kind of the way that I've, I've viewed it too. It's just like, you know, they're teaching you what consequences are, right? And they're trying to get you prepared for, listen, you can't go out into the real world and do this shit. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you're brown. Especially if you're brown. 
Did you ever grow up and do something like that as you got older? No. Because I got my ass booked. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it was a learning, but it was, like, in context of, like, luckily I had parents who talked to me as I developed and grew older. Uh Like, I think the last time I ever had a spanking, I was, like, in middle school, if that. Okay. So, like, from there, it was just, like, learning there's repercussions for your actions I was a kid who went to detention a lot. So, like, there were things that I just had to learn. And then it became conversations as I got older and putting things into perspective. Interesting. I'm learning so much about you and your behaviors currently. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) That's not shade. It's, It's more just understanding, you know, how you respond to and how you adjust behaviors. So, like, there's a lot of situations where, you know, you children will get spanked and their parents and are looking at that as I'm disappointing my child and they'll know not to do that again. But instead, the child just learns how to do it a different way and not get caught. Or instead, the child just starts to harbor, you know, like a lot of angry feelings towards their parents because their parents are beating or are spanking them um, for what seems like a reason Trivial that they don't reasons. think that they should get spanked. Right. And so... I think about it from that perspective and it's like, you know, I don't think that I would, I would spank my kid. I used to say like, yeah, hell, like I got spanked when I was younger and look how I turned out and I got spanked and I'm perfectly fine, but I'm not perfectly fine. You know, like I think about like, there's so many people that are in therapy because of the relationship that they have with their parents. Right. And I think about, oh, you know, that idea of I turned out perfectly fine, but you didn't. You're now in therapy, sort of unpacking all of this stuff that stems from stuff that happened in your childhood because of the way that your parent chose to discipline you. I'm going to half agree with that. Okay. Walk me through it. Well, just because I, I think that, like, I've, especially having, like, a viewpoint with my parents, in general, parents, is that, like, at a certain age when I started, like, Becoming, having adult responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was saying like, I started seeing that like, sometimes your parents did the best they could with what they had. Sure. And it's your job to reevaluate everything you learn, take away what was, take away what is not useful. Like, the first thing you learn is from your parents. Mm-hmm. Everything you really learn is from like your grounding is like who was the who were your adults around you, so you have to like reevaluate all that. So like even if you got spanked or you didn't, you should go to therapy and unpack everything that you witnessed as a kid, and then realize what can you actually keep on with you that you actually believe in, and then take away what you don't want. Mm-hmm. So I think spankings is a cause for going, but there was also a lot of other things that happened outside the spankings that you're probably in therapy for with your parents. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. From watching how they deal, if it's single parents, watching how they deal with relationships, mm-hmm. being in a household where maybe it's the, you know, DV is happening yeah. and that's basing it, living in a household where there's serial cheating. Yeah. Living in a household where none of your parents are biological and you're removed from them. So like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that is contributing to just kids in general. Yeah, sure. And as I said, watching, you know, as my later years, watching, having conversations with my parents and then watching now, like, 
my little nephew having conversations with his parents mm-hmm. at like one and two, I see like the shift happening. Yeah. It's the breaking of generational trauma essentially. Yeah. Right. Cause like we think about generational trauma. I think about like, you know, my mom raising four boys by herself. Right. And not really knowing what to do in those situations. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we are so young that maybe we're not at an age and I don't know how, you know, developmental you know, psychology works and all that kind of stuff. But like, maybe we're at this age where we're too young to, you know, our mom wants to sit down and have this really heart to heart talk with us about why what we did is wrong and why we shouldn't do it. And our, you know, little toddler brains don't really understand it. But what we will understand is I did this thing and now my butt hurts. And so I'm not going to do it again. But was it your automatic go to? Because like in my family, we had like groundings, like spankings weren't like the immediate go to unless we did something egregious. We I'm had too like old grounded. to know at this point. Oh, I'm too old to to really remember if there were. Steps were you ever to grounded? It. Yeah, I was grounded, but I got grounded as I got older. When the spanking oh. stopped, I feel like that's when the grounding started. Oh. And I think, and this is just my brain trying to make sense of it. My brain is saying, you know, it got to the point where the spankings weren't really effective anymore, or it got to the point where we could have a conversation around why what I was doing was wrong and why the punishment is what the punishment is. Mm -hmm. Right. But as you're younger and maybe your brain can't really comprehend that understanding yet, it's, it becomes, I did this thing, I got spanked for it. So now I know not to do it again because I know I'm going to get spanked again. Mm -hmm. See, does that make sense? Like a behavioral psychology kind of, kind of concept. I can see that. But that's, that's the only way that I can make sense of it. But then it's like, okay, So if we don't want to spank our kids, right, and we want to break that generational trauma, that means that we have to actively learn a different way to discipline young children in a way that they're going to understand that this is the reason you're being punished so you know not to do it again. Or do we give our children, you know, the space to continue to do that thing and continue to be grounded until they learn this is why you're being grounded. And so this is why this is when you're going to learn to stop sort of to your point of you need to learn that the stove is hot. I don't know. I think it's a case by case situation. I I mean, I'm not going to say that spanking is right. And I'm not going to say it's wrong. Like I see, like I can understand why it has a place, but But there, but like we said, the nuance to it is like, don't go spanking your kid just because they're not walking fast enough for you. That's your patience. You need to learn. Yeah. There's things that like, and especially younger, I'm not younger, but like as I got older, seeing younger parents do, mm-hmm. like it was like, oh, that that's a baby. Yeah, like the baby. They're curious. They want to go and see things. Like that's part of just the, the makeup of mm-hmm. a growing brain. You start being curious about things and wanting to see how things work. And yeah, I mean, there's so many parents out here becoming parents before they're ready to become parents. I mean, and that goes beyond age because some yeah. of y'all should not have kids. Yeah. Like some of y'all kids, some of y'all, and yeah, it's, it's not, it's not coming from a place of, you know, there's babies out here having babies, but it's people out here having kids before they know how to parent, you know? And I think that's really the, that's really the heart of the issue is, do you know how to parent or are you going to rely on just what you experienced as a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think what I learned the most that stuck with me is watching emotional behavior. Watching emotional behavior. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well... Those are the things that I feel like have imprinted on me the most and things I've had to unpack. It really yeah. wasn't the spankings. It was just like mm-hmm. things I learned how to do when someone's upset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, like I have to actively not be cold. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> like, I have to actively think about it because, like, naturally, like, I'll either say something mean or I'll just be quiet. Mm. Neither of those really work in resolving an issue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Don't do that. <laughs> I didn't get to say something mean from my parents. That was just already genetically in me. <laughs> I got the quiet from my parents. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Yes. My name is Harriet Tuxman. If you've been affected in the following ways, please press one. Hello, and I'm back, and apparently none of you were affected in the following ways, so it's great to hear that. Good for y'all. So, for today's Battle Royale... All right. We asked you all some of your favorite Disney movie songs Mm -hmm. from 1985 to 1995, because we kind of decided that that was like the golden age. Uh Uh-huh. That was Um, our decision. And why? Because it's our show. And even though we did pull a couple of references that are outside that timeline, because we thought it was closer to that than it was. (laughs) Because, again, it's our show. (laughs) So, we have ten songs that are going to battle it out to see who is the number one. Who's taking the number one spot? So, the first round, Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians Mm -hmm. versus A Whole New World from Aladdin. Ooh. A Whole New World. Easy hands down. How? I can't even I can't even sing Cruella DeVille off the top of my head right now. Yes, you can. If I start it, you can do it. No, because then you're starting it. (laughs) You can. I just think you're being very agony right now. I'm really not. Cruella DeVille. I didn't know that part. The only part I had was the beginning. All right, whatever. Sorry, girl. But like everyone knows a whole new world. Everyone knows a whole new world. All right, a whole new world wins. (laughs) What we got next? Next. (laughs) All right, this bracket sucks. (laughs) What happened? This, I don't know what it's doing. Oh, I have to select the winner. I was going to say, is there some like weird animation happening? <laughs> there we go. Okay. I'll make a man out of you from Mulan. Okay. Versus I want to be like you from the Jungle Book. I'll make a man out of you, Mulan. I agree on that. There we go. Select a winner. I want to be like you. I do like that song, though. It's another one where, like, I can't even think of the the melody off the top of my head. Um, it was Boogaloo. <laughs> Is that his name? The bear. The bear. I know that the, the bear sings it, but that's as much as I know. All right. Next up in the next round, we are going to Eye to Eye versus Just Around the River Band, and oh. I'm with Eye to Eye. I'm with Eye to Eye all the way. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's Tevin Campbell. I could not get his name right last night to save my life. You <laughs> just said Kevin Tamble. Kevin Tamble. <laughs> okay. You'll be in my heart, which I think is from Tarzan. Yes. And part of your world from The Little Mermaid. Part of your world. 
The Tars, who sings You'll Be in My Heart? You'll be in my heart. Uh, I don't even know. I can't even sing the melody. Now and forevermore. Uh, that was that was a good song, but Part of Your World is... You, Look at these things. Isn't it neat? All right, next <laughs> round. Zero to Hero versus I'll Make a Man Out of You. Wait, we're already on the we second are. round. Jesus. We are. Hard to defeat the Huns. I love Zero to Hero. Zero to Hero, and just like, like that. that, Zero to Hero, and no time flat. Uh, as much as I wanted to be Zero to Hero, I have to say I'll make a man out of you. I like Zero to Hero more, but I think I'll make a man out of you is going to get recognized faster. With a I, larger amount of people. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I thought you said that backwards. But I love Zero to Hero more. And I don't know this is... I meant to text Maya, but I know, like, I'll Make a Man Out of You also has, like, legs of its own in the queer community. I'm not quite sure if it's with the lesbian side. Oh, I have no idea. But I think it has, like... Uh, I'm going to come back to that because I don't want to be incorrect. All right, next round... Wait, hold on. We did pick a winner. <laughs> yeah, we did Zero to Hero. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, baby, it's Zero to Hero. For you. <laughs> okay, well, go ahead, baby. What is it? How are we determining it? We should have we should have established that. If you had to listen to one only on an island for the rest of your life. Out of which, those two songs. Yeah. Zero Hero. Yeah. <laughs> Let that be the deciding factor for okay. everything. That's how I've been going through everything. Okay. A Whole New World versus Be Prepared from... Be Prepared. The... Why? I love... Actually, what is Be Prepared? Scar. You're... I don't know that song. What? Yeah. That is his first song with the hyenas. I don't really remember it. Uh, I know that your powers of retention are wet as a warthog's backside. But thick as you are, pay attention. It's when he's telling the war, uh, the hyenas what his plan to kill Simba or uh, kill Mufasa. I remember that, but the music is not coming to me. Doom, doom, doom. Oh... Nothing? No. Wow. No, BB. I'm not kidding. Like I normally will remember a melody, Be but I Be prepared. I remember there was like a little green in the hyenas, but like yeah. the song is not coming to like, Okay. Well. Um is there a tie? So it's It's that versus a whole new world? Yeah, I'm on the side of a whole new world. What would I rather hear? If I'm all on, if I'm alone on an island, what would I rather hear? I don't think I want to hear Be Prepared if I'm alone on an island because <laughs> you're not prepared, bitch. <laughs> I love Be Prepared. I'll, I'll, I'll concede to, to a whole new world for the sake of moving forward. Mm, sorry, girl. But I I'm not, do not remember. I'm mad about that one. I love Be Prepared. Well... It's like the only one that I could sing during karaoke, too, <laughs> because I just love his voice in it. Are you ready for this? We are down to our last four songs. Oh, shit. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. A Whole New World versus Zero to Hero. Zero to Hero. Yeah, I don't really like the Latin soundtrack. <laughs> Do, 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 ooze and nahs. <laughs> what you got? What you got? Um, oops. 
And then the next one is, okay, girl, get this app together. A part of your world versus eye to eye. I don't know which one to pick. Wow. I um, know. Damn. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Because I love both. I think I might like both of those songs equally just as much. Tevin Campbell sang his ass off. And I think it's a Judy lady saying. I'm going to say part of your world just based off of. Because like I could easily listen to both. If I were by myself on an island and this is all I could listen to. So I'm going to base it off of what is going to be recognized quicker amongst a larger group of people. And it's going to be part of your world. Do you? I do. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Like that beginning. I feel like if you in the, you know what? I kind of see now because eye to eye, as much as I love it, it has kind of grown out. Mm-hmm. Where they're remaking fucking Little Mermaid right now. So it's got a whole new generation that will know it. And I kept thinking about that. I was like, I really want to know what. Uh, what would you have picked between Eye to Eye and Zero to Hero? Probably Eye to Eye. Oh. Oh, I don't. I really don't know. Well, girl, here it is. Here we are. Zero to hero versus a part of your world. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's stuff missing. The, like, were there not songs missing from this list? Like, how I took did you the, put the ten together? I took my five that I like the most, and I uh -huh. took the top rated ones. Got it. Okay, the top rated ones from the listeners. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So we are at, what is it? Part of your world. And Zero to Hero, which and, is still part of the top and list, to the hero. top ones. Yeah. Part of your world. Because there was also a lot of duplicates. Like, I thought, like, I would just pick one from each movie versus having multiples from each movie. Because mm -hmm. um, essentially, whatever would win is. Yeah. It contains all the other shit. So what is it? It's Zero to Hero. And a part of your world. And a part of your world. I'm going Zero to Hero. Girl, I need something upbeat. Part of that, part of your world, while it's great and fun to sing, it's just, it's a ballad. And I don't want to be in that space forever. I want something <laughs> uplifting and like but encouraging. Look, but looking now, thinking like, well, if you're on an island, are you not going to start collecting little things? <laughs> <laughs> No, bitch. I'm Look gonna at be my focused volleyball. On... <laughs> Isn't Wilson nice? <laughs> I would want to be zero to hero. I want to be encouraged to get the fuck off the island and find the rest of humanity. I guess I can see that. Oh my gosh. I don't know what I'd pick. Gotta pick something. I think I'm gonna go with the party world. Okay. Alright. So how do we figure this out? <laughs> I'm gonna say it's a tie. Girl, no. Mm -mm. Rock, paper, scissors? 
<laughs> like, how else can we do this? This is going to be determined by rock, paper, you know what we'll do? You know what we'll do? Coin. You know what we'll do? What's we'll that? put up a poll. Okay, we'll and put then up they a get poll. to choose. That's right. I like that. We'll, we'll give it to the listeners. They get to choose that, and then we'll report back next week on who won. Yes. All right, girlies. This is up to y'all. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you have the final vote on is it going to be a part of your world from The Little Mermaid? Or is it going to be Zero to Hero? From Hercules! <laughs> um, uh, I also decided to ask the question, what is your top rated soundtrack, like Disney soundtrack, again, still from that era? And Lion King came in far and above the rest of the Ugh, list. Whatever. Um, followed by uh, Hercules taking second place. And actually, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame taking third place. I don't remember fucking song from that. I think, and I got this comment mostly from people who are active songwriters and actively working in music right now. Uh, a lot of them said Hunchback's purely based off of how mature the writing was. What was it? Though Can it did you... also tie with Tarzan. Tarzan? Will you calm down? I was about to say, Tarzan better not be nowhere on that list. Tarzan came, came in third, tied with Hunchback. Girl. Uh, okay. Choices. I like the Tarzan soundtrack. Choices. Mm-hmm. You also like Tarzan. I do. You're correct, because he's a good songwriter. Next. Girl. I said girl, what I said. I said that what is I said. a choice. Uh-huh. And a speaking that as someone who went to school for songwriting, I'll stand by that choice. And someone who also went to school for songwriting, I disagree with that so choice. So you should know better. I do know better. I don't know that you and do. And I'm doing better. Are you? I am. Mm. Mm. I can say something real mean, but I don't want to ruin your day. Baby, but it's all good, because <laughs> here I am. You doing it. Yes, baby. I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing it. But I'm saying that's not a good songwriter. The bops be bopping, girl. Whether you like them or not, the bops bop. And I still have my opinion. You sure do. And we can agree to disagree. As we usually do. Okay. Hello? Tadric, again, girl. Were you spanked as a child? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And we are back. It's still Black History Month. I'm still hoping to score some Beyonce tickets. Harriet still hates my taste in music. I guess everything makes sense. Do you have a uh, uh, final thoughts or a hot take for us this week? Sure. You, you kind of gave us like three, but <laughs> go for it. Uh, just like queer media, do better. Give us actual representation. Give us body rep representation. Give us full gender dynamics. Like, selling us a story of just three cis males, I don't care. Sorry, six. Um, I don't care. Don't care for it. Do better. Have Start building community. This is not it. That's my hot take. Okay. All right. I agree with that. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, my hot take this week... I'm all here for friendships where both of you are very comfortable with each other and know each other well enough that you can sort of poke fun at each other and tease each other and nobody's really going to get mad 
but don't forget to like actually love on each other as well. Over time, those jokes and those teasing and that bullying can start to feel real if it's not paired with a certain amount of love as well. You need to find the balance, right? I'll just leave it there. Remember to also love on your friends, even if you have a strong enough or you believe you have a strong enough relationship that you can sort of poke fun at each other. You don't want it to get to a point where resentment starts to brew if that goes unchecked for too long. Check in because sometimes the balance changes. Now there's a separate group chat that you ain't in and you ain't getting invited to brunch and shit and you don't know why. Find your balance. I'll leave it there. Tell them where they can find you. I should have one more hot take. Okay. All right. Um, Run it back. Uh, I don't know who to be mad at, to be quite honest. But quit offering free shit on Instagram because I'm tired of my stories just being full of people trying to get a free item. Oh. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know for the brands. Figure something else out. But this ain't it. Just seeing the same thing posted a million times with y'all being tagged on it, it makes me want to click even less into your shit because now I'm, like, annoyed. Yeah. So figure something out, brands. I don't know what to tell the people who want it. Like, it's, it's just annoying all the way around. But also, like, I never see them post who gets who, it, who gets it or a picture with them wearing it or, like, owning the product or whatever it is, like, it's it's to me when I see stuff like that, it's a quick attention grab to get more people to follow their page it's with no marketing. actual no actual thing being given away because there's no proof of it. Aren't you like doing that for drag shows, like drag competitions? It's like you want us to do this so that you get more, which I get it, but like we're also coming into this spending money, getting nothing back if we lose, and mm-hmm. here you are making me post your shit five times tagging other people so way that this person who hosts the event can get more followers yeah it's just it just reeks of just laziness and and i don't know social abuse yeah. is that a word is that a thing could be like let's talk about like this is that like social media abuse to the rest of us mm-hmm. <laughs> looking at this like if if you were gonna have people reposting all of this shit and stuff like that make it more worth it than i'm giving away this thing like I don't know what it is you need to do, but figure something else out. Because right now, the ends do not justify the means. The return on investment is not there. Make people talk about the brand. Something. If you're going to actually activate them, all I know is that you just have another a harness. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling y'all out. It's this fucking harness. Do it. Everybody can get a I can go. I can get, get a, a harness off Amazon. So, like, why does your harness for your brand make it so important? Yeah. Let them say why they like it, what they want it. Like, this is crazy. It's literally just, I want to have this free harness, so I'm going to repost this thing. I'm going to follow this guy. Like, do more. Do better. Like, Figure out your – that's such a lazy marketing scheme. Yeah. And this is to the people that are posting. This is for the person that is doing the giveaway. For me. Yeah. Right. Not the people that are actually like actively trying to get the free thing. I get that. People like free shit. But for the person that is actually giving the thing away. For the marketing it's going to. Do better. Yeah. It's it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. You just harness and you be dang. So I'm going to give away a harness. So see if y'all come to my drag show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving away a harness. And if you want to, to get it, you have to come to my drag show. That's it. Show up. Yeah. That's all I got. You can find me at Harriet underscore Tugsman on the Instagram. 
You can find me every Friday at Rock Bar and the third Thursdays of Rock Bar for Friendly Black Hearts with my co-host, Reche Marseille. And a new show coming soon that we'll be announcing soon. That I'm very, very happy about. I was wondering if you were going to mention it. <laughs> Once everything gets finalized. Okay. Do you have a, another queen for Friendly Black Hotties for this month? We can't announce yet. We're waiting for them to confirm. confirm. Okay. All right. Well, I am always Jay. You can find me at Jax Chillmonger. That's J-A-X-X Chillmonger on Instagram. And of course, you can find the two of us at Take Me Off Podcast on our socials. And of course, if you want to send us any quizzes, any questions, if you want us to follow up on anything, uh, send us a DM to our socials or send us an email, uh, email at WTMOSpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's WTMOSpodcast at gmail.com. What was that emailing? WTMOS. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Podcast at gmail. Girl, Tadric's calling me again. Girl. I'm not answering this time. You gave him too many compliments. I gotta go. Bye-bye. Bye.